Welcome to the Push Through Podcast, where each week we tackle some of the most difficult areas of business as a shop owner, contractor, or manufacturer with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking minds in business development, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. These are conversations designed to educate, inspire, and empower business owners and leaders to push through the barriers and thresholds they see before them. Join us for the ride at thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com, where you can find in-depth articles and show notes from each episode. Get ready for The Push Through and your host, Jeff Finney. Welcome back to The Push Through Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Finney. This is episode six, Allshore Offshoring, Virtual Leaders. Offshoring is basically another form of outsourcing in my mind, Uh, basically outsourcing your business needs from HR to development, marketing, etc., which we'll get into in this interview. Uh, I'm a recent new client to Allshore and was so impressed with the business model that I had to have Randall on for an interview. So Randall's here today to teach us about his business and what they do, and um, maybe it'll interest you in offshoring or at least let you know uh, what the possibilities are. So get ready for the push-through as we meet Randall Agee of Allshore and learn more about the business of virtual assistants. Randall, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. Man, thanks for being here. So uh, fill, in the, fill in the gaps for us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and um, you know what you uh, focus on. Sure. Um, my name is Randall Agee. I'm the founder of Allshore Virtual Staffing. Um, it's a company that I created back in 2009, um, when I had a need myself for um, getting software projects done overseas, um, I had some clients here at the University of Oklahoma. Um, I was a webmaster for them, uh, for actually for the University of Oklahoma Foundation. And um, they had me working on some projects that were uh, getting a little bit over my head technically. So I started looking around for help. Um, and then I, I stumbled upon some uh, a company in Pakistan, and I had never spoken to anybody in Pakistan before um, 2009. Um, but I found this company, and and I you know wanted to test them out, and so I called, and I was just blown away by um, by the the response, by the communication ability of those guys, and um, I gave them a small project, and they they knocked it out of the park. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, growing up here in Oklahoma, um, I'm from Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, which is a small town just south of Norman. Um, growing up here, you know, you don't really have much exposure with these types of things. So it was very new to me, very exciting to me to, to be learning, you know, a different culture and, and working with people from, from, and Pakistan. So, you know, that's how I got into to offshoring and, and that's how I kind of got into Pakistan as well. It's just by, uh, you know, using those resources that, that were given to me by the, the first Pakistani company. And, you know, it's, it's been a great ride. Uh, we're still going strong here almost eight years later. So how many people do you have kind of working in your company and, and doing what you do? Um, we have about 120 employees or subcontractors employees. Um, most of them are in Pakistan. Uh, we have three different offices. We have one in Lahore, Pakistan, one in Islamabad, Pakistan, and one in Karachi, Pakistan. And um, and then we have an office here in Norman, Oklahoma, that has our U.S.-based support staff. 
So um, about 125, 130 total. That's a lot to manage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so, so what do you kind of, you know, what's your main as a businessman? What's your what's your main focus, and you know, what drives you? Kind of, kind of, what are you into right now? Uh, what drives me is just helping to spread um, the cultural awareness between uh, Pakistan and the United States. It's kind of a byproduct of what um, occurred whenever I started really getting a lot of um, clients, you know, utilizing Pakistani developers was this, uh, this idea of, um, you know, wow, we're, we're actually helping to bridge the gap between our two cultures, our two societies. Um, I've had clients tell me, you know, no, in the beginning, when I told them that I had development centers in Pakistan, and they were just like, no, you know, I'm not interested in that. And then I would talk them into it and just say, you know, give it a shot. Just, just talk to your, your guy, um, you know, the interview, the person that we have for you, just see what you, you think and, and give it a shot. And those clients come back to me. It's happened time and time again. They come back to me and they're just you know, like, wow, I had no idea. You know, I, I feel so short sighted and not giving them a chance or, you know, they'll say to me now I defend Pakistan if it comes up at a dinner party. Um, right. things like yeah. that. And so, you know, that, that really gives me, uh, you know, such a great feeling that, wow, you know, something I've, I've started here is really making a difference. And it's, it's also on the vice versa side of it as well. Um, you know, we have developers that, that just, they, they are Pakistanis that really want to come work in our company because they want to work with Americans. They want to learn from, uh, Americans, they want to learn our business, our way of doing business, our way of conducting ourselves professionally. Um, I had a Pakistani person tell me one time that you know his friends were kind of making fun of him. You know, why do why do you want to work with Americans? Why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guy told me, why wouldn't you want to work with Americans? You know, they're the most advanced society in, in right. history of the world. Why wouldn't you want to learn from that? And, and, you know, so it's, it's kind of, it's going both ways. It's, uh, you know, there's the awareness on, on both sides. Well, there's, <clears throat> that's for me personally. And, and again, I'll say it again, I'm a new client for Randall and their company. And I'm, I'm I was blown away. I, I had a stereotype in my mind of, um, how the, when you said I was going to interview, I, I don't remember, it was three or four potential, um, assistants. And when we sat down to the interview, the first guy, I, in fact, I think the first guy that sat down was the one we ended up hiring. Um, but I was just literally had zero expectation of how it was going to go. And I, I was just blown away by the, um, the level of communication, the, the, just the, how well they spoke English and how well they understood everything. And it was just, um, it just felt like I was talking to somebody over the phone, just like you and I are talking right now. And it was such a, such an easy process mm-hmm. when you can just jump right in and start talking about what you're wanting to do and what you're wanting to accomplish. And, um, the fact that he's doing it and we've been doing it for several weeks now. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just as happy today as I was when we started. It's, it's been a, it's been a neat ride and the transparency, which we'll get into in a little bit really helped me because knowing that, uh, you and your office, Randall have somebody here in the U S that's local. That's kind of, um, there to always help if I need something, man, that's a big, 
that's a big help. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the the feeling you just described when you talk to to your your uh, the person that you hired, that's the same feeling I had when I first talked to uh, that that very first Pakistani guy that um, his name was Imran Ahmed, and that was 2008. And you know, I I just was blown away by his ability to understand what I was saying. Um, he knew the same music. He liked the same music I liked. Um, yeah. he, he would fly to Dubai and see bands that, that I like, you know, and I was just like, really? I had no, <laughs> no clue. And, and the movies, the, you know, every it's, it's very similar. People don't realize how similar the American culture and, you know, pop culture and Pakistan, um, you know, they, they follow it very closely and, yeah. and it's, it's way more, you know, close than anybody here realizes. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that, and that's uh that's something that I think is the probably the most unique thing about your company is that you're you're kind of you're kind of just taking those barriers and throwing them away because it's it, honestly once you try it once, um, it's it's seamless. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just it's so easy and it's so seamless. So it just it you, you, those barriers are not there at all, if you ask me. So well, thank you. Well, let's talk about your business a little bit. So you started it, you said, uh, in 09, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure it was a perfectly smooth transition. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere, somewhere along the way you, you had a rough patch or a, or a hard road. Tell us about the kind of the bottom of the bottom and, and what we did to build off that. Well, sure. Um, I started the company and right after the great recession during, you know, the recovery aspect of it. And so, you know, that, that in itself was a little bit difficult to do. Um, not a lot of people were hiring, but people that were hiring did need some lower cost resources in order to rebuild the business um, that they had lost during the recession. So that did help. Um, but yeah, there's been several bumps as far as any business goes. You know, one of the major bumps that we had in the beginning was how do we even sell this? You know, how do we sell what we do? How do we um, how do we convince people? again, to use Pakistan, um, you know, in Afghanistan, Pakistan, were quite in the news and, you know, I hate to say his name, but Osama bin Laden was kind of going in and out of Pakistan. So there wasn't always the greatest publicity surrounding Pakistan back in those, you know, back then. And so mm-hmm. it was just, that was a difficult, that was a challenge. Um, and then, you know, we, we overcame it just slowly, but surely just overcome it. Um, and then I'd say one of the bigger, one of the bigger challenges to any growth is just keeping it organized, keeping your growth organized. How do you, how do you keep track of all of your instances of, you know, HR issues or client issues, or, you know, how do you keep track of all that and tie it to the right people and make sure that whenever you're giving a a review, a raise to somebody that you have their entire history of what they've done in the company, um, you know, just coming up with those processes and policies were were a big challenge. Um, one of the things that helped us really grow uh, once we we kind of got stagnant um, about three years in, two years in, because it just we got to a point where we had too many people that we couldn't manage it all without an effective system to manage it. Um, we had we were using three or four different systems, you know, one for HR, one for billing, one for client incidents. So you'd have to log into each one and they, none of them talked to each other. So it was kind of a nightmare and we would lose track of things. Um, 
you know, a lot of handwritten notes in the office. We would just pass <laughs> those around and, and, and then you'd lose those and forget where you were on things. So, um, you know, the way we overcame that was I had a client introduce me to Podio. Um, okay. Podio is a software that is owned by Citrix. And Podio allows you to go in and create apps um, that allow you to store any kind of information that you want to. And then it allows every one of those apps to talk to each other. And so I sat down and, and built out our, our initial uh, Podio instances where we created an HR app uh, where we kept all of our people in Pakistan, all our people here in, in um, the Norman office. We kept them you know, in there. Um, we kept all of our client issues. We kept our client relations management system in there. Um, um, you know, any type of information that we needed in our company, it went into Podio and it all tied to each other so we could easily find it. And that allowed our company to almost double, um, within a, within a couple of months, just keeping track of information, um, in an organized way was a huge success for us. So just, uh, in other words, you were growing at such a rate that you started to fumble kind of over yourselves on just keeping the information online. Cause I can imagine that dealing with Pakistan and your employees here, uh, in the U S I'm sure that can be pretty tough to kind of navigate. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, just cause we're, we're such a remote environment. Um, you know, we've got three different offices and they all have different, um, you know, recruiting needs or they have recruiters, they have, um, HR managers, they have team leaders, um, in all those different offices and all the decisions for every single office come right back here to our Norman office. Uh, myself and Tara Waddle, our COO, we're, pretty much the final say on anything that happens across all four offices. So the three mm-hmm. offices in Pakistan and the two here. So, you know, in, in order to keep all that information um, just kind of current and, and organized, you've got to have some sort of central system that we all use. And, and it really made a huge difference. Right. So did you guys in-house create, um, I know you used the Podio as the, mm-hmm. The, the background, but did you guys actually create uh, some of those HR apps and your CRM and stuff? Did you kind of in-house make your own system? Um, no, we just used the Podio system, and it's all drag and drop. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's very amazing. So it's just drag and drop, um, no, no development needed at all, and you can create reports on each one of those. And so, um, yeah, we created those apps, but we just, dra- you know, with a drag and drop feature. So right. very simple. Uh, I see. So uh, let's let's jump back into the uh, offshoring topic because if if anybody's like me, which I'm sure they are, they probably don't even maybe know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I you kind of explained you know how somebody how you landed on this business, but how does you know somebody like me um, how do how do they get kind of into it or or what, first of all let's just explain what offshoring is. Sure, offshoring is is basically taking any function in your business that you need an employee for and you're finding that resource globally. Um, you're not limited to your local resources. You're not limited to, um, you know, let's say you, you live in a small town in, in Virginia and, um, you know, you need a, you need a specialized person to, in order to, 
you know, build a software app or, or anything like that. And you put a Craigslist job out there and you want to hire somebody local, but nobody applies to it because, every, you know, all the good developers are all working in the bigger cities. Um, so, you know, th- that person is kind of limited to their local talent pool. Um, and what offshoring allows you to do is just basically open up your business to the entire world. Um, a lot of people are starting to realize, but probably haven't realized yet, but you know, the world is catching up to us and, um, through the internet because, um, you know, before the internet wasn't everywhere, but now it's pretty much getting everywhere. People in Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, China, I mean, everybody has a cell phone and everybody has an uh, connection to the internet. So, right. you know, they're able to learn things. They're able to watch YouTube videos. They're able to really hone in on skills that, you know, otherwise used to not be available to them. So, um, there's a lot of people in the world now that, you know, that are capable, um, of doing mm-hmm. a lot of different jobs and tasks that, um, you know, really bog us business owners down. And so, the idea of offshoring is to just open up your talent pool to the world and, and fulfill any type of um, you know need that your business has that can be done through an internet connection. Right. Well, and that was the biggest reason for me wanting to find somebody is I needed somebody that um, locally in Oklahoma or where I'm at, it's it was pretty hard to find the kind of talent that we were looking for, somebody that could not only help build out our online catalog and that programming. I mean, it's an intensive kind of uh, build-out process. So Mm -hmm. somebody that could figure that out, but also somebody that could run, you know, the ordering and things like that down the road and just kind of be an integral part of our company Mm -hmm. when he he gets it all built out. So that was, you know, I have been trying to find somebody here locally over the last couple of years and just never could find somebody that, was a good fit for that job. And this, uh, you know, my, uh, my assistant, he's, you know, I talk to him every day. We train a little bit every day and he's still getting it. But I mean, the, the, the talent that I've needed was just basically got a hold of Randall and, and he, um, put an ad out there and then they started, you know, we interviewed the people that came in off of that. And that was, for me, that was a pretty awesome process because I had been trying for quite some time to get somebody to do what I needed and I just couldn't find anybody that really fit the bill. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we are, we talking to, we were talking to somebody in uh, Pakistan, you know, and talked to three potential people that of uh, the three of them, pretty much all three of them could have handled what I needed. You know? <laughs> right. So absolutely. That was, that was the great thing. So it wasn't like, I guess when I went into it, I was more feeling like, what am I going to have to give up mm-hmm. to, to, to go through this process? And in fact, it turned out to be the opposite. It's look at how much more I gained mm-hmm. by going this way because I've got um, a professional. I've got somebody that is, <clears throat> turns out that he's actually a CPA. So he's going to be able to help us even on some of the accounting stuff down the road. I mean, so I mean, what I got in the end mm-hmm. was far better than what I could have got around here. And I, and, and he's going to be he's just, he's going to be part of our company before we know it. You know, he's going to be an integral part of what we do. That's great. Yeah. So how did, uh, you kind of, you kind of touched on how you settled on Pakistan by the, when you had your time at OU, but, uh, there's places all over the world that do this. And I'm sure the first that comes to most people's mind is, is India. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
was how did you actually get to Pakistan or was there an event that kind of led you that direction? No, uh, there wasn't an event. Um, I did post the, the project that I had from OU on, um, a website and that website allows people to see the project and then they can bid on it from all around the world. So, um, so I, I posted this little project on this website and, um, most of the people that were bidding on the project were from Pakistan. And I just thought to myself, you know, I thought I swore India would be, you know, the one that would be um, bidding on this the most. And so um, I just read through the comments, you know, whenever they would um, respond to the job ad, uh, I would try to find the person that actually took the time to fill out um, a a detailed personalized message to me. And, to, you know, without saying anything negative about any other country, Pakistan, the the English that they were sending me in those personalized messages were just, you know, really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. I was just like, really? I, I had no idea, you know. And so that my curiosity was, was uh, you know, there. And so I went and asked, um, I, I went and talked to a few of them. And like I said, the Imran Ahmed, uh, the first guy that I ever talked to, just blew me away. Um, and so over the years, you know, we've, we've tried, uh, to open up service centers and, or partner with other companies in India. Um, we even tried in, in the Philippines as well. And I'm, you know, I, I'm positive that those countries have some outstanding individuals that could do a very good job for us. But for our business model, Pakistan makes sense because, um, Pakistanis are, more willing to work the U.S. business hours, um, we can uh-huh. we can find um, very talented people in Pakistan that are willing to work U.S. business hours, and so um, that's kind of been a challenge in the other countries. Is we're not able to really find people that can pass our very stringent interview process. Um, technical, you know, we have to we test their technical abilities, we test their English communication abilities, we test their accents, we test their personalities. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. Um, and Pakistan has just been able to consistently pass people through that um, that are willing to work U.S. business hours. So we've always, you know, reached out and looked out for other opportunities, but we always just come back to Pakistan because, you know, hands down, it's the best for us. Wow. Well, and I. I would agree with that after after interviewing a company uh, that was from India and then interviewing you guys, the Pakistanis, definitely um, just if they're easier to understand and easier to communicate with and, and are doing what you need, it's just a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And, and you know, I want to make sure that, you know, people from India don't hear this and, and are offended. I'm right. sure there's absolutely tons of people that could fulfill what we need, but for what exactly. we've found – um, it's just, you know, Pakistan has been the one that has been the best for us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your system and that that's your system to me is what, um, was probably the biggest difference that pushed me over the line of, of becoming a customer from just a, somebody that wondered how about the process. So tell us a little bit about your process and maybe even what our audience could do, uh, you know, to get started. Okay. Um, well, like I said, before we we interview our people very closely um, to make sure that they are you know the right personality type that we look for, and we look for people that are um, you know that have a great attitude, a great work attitude, um, people that understand what it takes in order to keep a a client happy consistently. 
Um, and so that's one of the major things is just hiring the right way in the beginning, you know, hiring the right person in the beginning. So that really alleviates a lot of headaches down the road if, if you hire slowly and hire the right person. Um, and so once we bring them into the company, um, you know, they go through a full HR orientation. They go through our all shore orientation of what we expect, um, how we expect things to be done and, and communicated with clients. Um, and then the, the business model that you spoke of is, is um, you know, we always make sure that we have a, an American representative in with our, our clients in their Skype chat rooms. And so um, I have some, I have uh, the American client representatives are here in my office in Norman, Oklahoma, and they are responsible for keeping the communication flowing um, between the client and the and the the Pakistani uh, worker, uh, making sure that you know the client is happy, uh, make sure the the Pakistani worker is happy, because uh, our goal is to maintain a long-lasting relationship between our client and the worker, um, you know. We are experts in that back end part of it, the HR part of it, where um, you know we make sure that the the worker in Pakistan is is you know paid on time, um, has everything he needs at his desk to work and be efficient. Um, and then you know we're also experts in seeing any red flags that may occur um, between a, a developer and their client or a, a worker and their client. And so we try to head off those things by being very proactive in our customer support. So our clients aren't alone whenever they go and hire somebody overseas. They're, they've got all shore with them the whole way. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think you have told me in the past that you really like that aspect that you have us as, as a, a gap uh, to bridge the gap between you and somebody overseas. That's well, and that's the, probably the biggest part that makes it comfortable is just, the fact that you know that you've got somebody here to lean on whenever you need it or listen in or, or whatever, you know, you've got that um, help here local, mm-hmm. but then um, at the same time, it's just it, the transparency that was probably the biggest part of it. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's a big, you know, a big uh, selling feature on your business model. So that's, that's awesome. Well, thanks for letting us know about all the benefits of offshoring. I'm a huge proponent of it now, even though, you know, a few months ago, I knew nothing about it. So I'm, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, thank uh, you. I'm, I'm really liking it. So, um, anyways, well, Hey, let's jump into the kind of our one thing. What's our, uh, you know, I like to, before we wrap up, I'm, I'm a big one thing guy, you know, I like to always be focusing on one thing and kind of, you know, what one thing can make my business better day after day. So kind of what's, what's a big takeaway here about offshoring maybe in your business or just kind of wrap it up? Sure. Um, you know, the big takeaway is that offshoring can be a great benefit to any business if it's done correctly. If you have that support, if you have that, um, helping hand like an offshore, uh, that can really help guide you through finding the right fit, finding the right person, and then making sure that that person is held accountable. Um, you know, you don't want to go into a situation where you're hiring freelancers that are working from home and, you know, the, the internet is unstable or, you know, they may come to work one day and be, you know, get a better project the next day and be gone forever. So you need something like Allshore that brings people in, hires them full time, gives them all the benefits that any employee could ever ask for and keeps them stable. And, you know, one, one other thing that I want to say about offshoring is it's not 
completely, it's not a negative um, term, really, it shouldn't be, because offshoring is allowing business owners here in America to get things done that they need to get done, but at an affordable rate. And so, you know, a lot of people will say, well, offshoring hurts American jobs, or it hurts, you know, our ability here in the U.S. to to help people find jobs. And, um, you know, to my answer to that is we have come across so many instances where clients have, have hired from us um, because they couldn't afford, you know, somebody to sit in the seat here in America, but their business has grown so much that they were able to go out and hire many other Americans to do other jobs within right. that business. And so they hired some key people from us that helped them keep their business afloat sometimes. Um, other times it really helped spur growth where their profit margins were higher and they could sink those profits into advertising, into marketing. And boom, you know, their business just grows because now they have money freed up to, to advertise and to market. And then once they make more sales, of course, they bring on more people here in, in the States to do some other jobs. Exactly. And so, you know, offshoring is not just a complete negative like some people like to say it is. It is actually, if it's used correctly, it can really be a, a huge boon to any business in the U.S. I agree wholeheartedly that it it should put your business in a stronger position to where ultimately you're you're going to be hiring exactly like you said you're going to be in a stronger position as a business and you're going to be hiring more people down the road because of the growth that you're going to achieve from it absolutely that's a it's a great takeaway so randall uh before we wrap up i like to do quick cuts which is just kind of five uh particular things about you that i want to ask every guest Um, give us give us kind of a good quote or advice that you kind of go by okay um, I like one from Brian Tracy. It says, successful people are always looking for opportunities to help others. Unsuccessful people are always asking what's in it for me. Yeah, and that's, love Brian Tracy. you do. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I really like about, that's one of the things that we look for whenever we hire people are, are they, um, me, me, me person, or are they a team person? So, right. Exactly. What's a personal habit or trait that makes you uh, better or more successful? Well, I like to genuinely um, make people happy with, you know, I, I like to see them happy with something that I've created. Um, you know, I want people to benefit from my ideas. Whenever I see people benefiting from my ideas, it just it gives me a great feeling. And, of course, you know, if and, and able to help them um, benefit from those ideas, you know, I I take it very seriously uh the experience that they have while they're they're using something that i created so you know that's why you know everybody in our company is is very service oriented uh we want to make sure that their clients are are having a a fantastic um experience using our model because you know that makes me happy so yeah well so the next one is is about kind of selling and websites and marketing what do you think the future of that business looks like. And the reason I'm asking that is I asked our last guest, Martin Holland, which is a mutual uh, friend of ours, um, asked him the same question. And I just want to get your uh, take on selling and, and websites and marketing. What's that future look like to you? To me, uh, definitely with you know the internet out there and people able to do their own um, research, 
uh, inbound marketing is going to be king going forward. It already has been for a while. Just being that thought leader out there, the industry expert where people can um, search a question and then they see that you're the one answering it. I think that that's going to be one of the best ways for people to market going forward. I agree. I agree. Uh, so give me a resource or an app or a software, anything to use that, uh, that makes you or your business better. Uh, yeah, Podio. Um, I definitely recommend Podio. It's podio.com. It's owned by Citrix. And then, of course, the all mighty YouTube. <laughs> right? Yeah, everything. Is Everything's on YouTube. On YouTube so anything <laughs> you right. want to learn is, is on YouTube. So we we, right. we send a lot of YouTube videos over to Pakistan for guys to to learn either something technical or something about leadership. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's a what's a your favorite book? Well, our mutual friend Martin Holland turned me on to the E Myth book by Michael Gerber. Um, several years ago and it that business real or that book really changed my thought process on how to run a successful business by having processes um set up so you know if if anybody leaves your company you can continue on so e-myth is Without a huge break one. You. yeah that's a great book great read for anybody in business mm-hmm. um so Last thing, Randall, before we uh, before we wrap up, uh, give me a couple, give me one last last parting piece of advice, and then how our listeners can connect with you. Okay. Uh, last piece of advice would be just to look around your business, look around to see what you do every single day. If there's something that is really bogging you down uh, from working on your business, if you're if you're too stuck working in your business, um, look for ways to see if you can get that done by somebody else. Either if it's somebody local or somebody overseas. Um, I think that, you know, as a business owner, we all need to be working on our business, coming up with innovative ideas out there, selling out there, doing things that uh, really help can grow our business. But, um, you know, if there's something that is bogging you down as a business owner, look to offload that some way or another. That's great advice. I mean, just, you're going to hear it. You heard it hit today. You're going to hear it a thousand times in my articles and podcasts that if if you want to get ahead in business you have to be working on your business not in it and that's just another great way to do it through mm-hmm. offshoring mm-hmm. so randall how can we connect with you and and, and this will be c- included in the show notes as well sure um well you can call my direct line at 405-701-6507 um email me at uh, R-A-G-E-E at allshorestaffing.com or connect with me on skype it's uh the username is R-A-G-E-E-7-7. And I am available all the time. So, Sounds great. Well, uh, Randall, thanks for joining us again. It was a great uh, great learning piece there about offshoring because I'm sure most people are like me and haven't heard about it. So I think that was a great look into your business and how the process works. So thanks for joining us. And again, all these uh, links and follow-ups can be, will be posted on the show notes. Uh, please click and follow us at, at thepushthrough.com. That's the push thru.com and until next time i'm your host jeff finney and thanks for joining us for another episode of the push through podcast thank you for joining us for this episode of the push through podcast if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe and visit the that's the push thru.com for exclusive content articles and more